stuff. Welcome to episode 85 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Lucky Diaz. And his band, Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band, just put out a brand new record called Made in L.A. And it's very, very, very good. If you stay tuned all the way to the end, you can hear the song Magic Believers with friend of the Good Stuff Kids podcast and collaborator extraordinaire Mr. Cookie Jar doing a great song with Lucky Diaz. I had a great time talking to Lucky. We covered a lot of ground. We got a little spiritual, maybe you could say. And then, just when you thought it couldn't get more awesome, we started talking about tacos. And I think we were both very, very inspired, especially by that. So thanks for listening. If you have any questions, you can drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. You can always go to www.goodstuffpod.com to find all of our back episodes. They're also all available on iTunes, all available on Stitcher, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Hope everyone's having a great summer. We're in the dog days or approaching the dog days. And uh, if you know what that means, please explain it to me. Anyhow, here is Lucky Diaz talking about his new record and his musical journey. Again, stay tuned all the way to the end for Magic Believers. Good stuff. It is, uh, it's awesome. It's great. It's incredible to welcome Lucky Diaz to the Good Stuff Kids podcast. How are you today, Lucky? Oh, so good. Thanks for having me. I really uh, am so grateful to be here with you today. Totally. We, uh, we've already started, talked about Northern California. We talked about how the air smells a little bit different, but uh, that, that's not where you are. And uh, that's not entirely what this conversation is going to be about because <laughs> you have a new record coming out, but sort of right. set, set the scene for us. Where are you these days? Well, I'm currently in the Midwest. Uh, my wife's family has a lake house out here, and we are uh, taking about a one-week break from all of our touring because we've been pretty much everywhere. We just got back from China not too long ago, just Whoa. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, we've been in Chicago and uh, you know Oklahoma and Missouri, St. Louis. I mean, like all kinds of all kinds of places. So this is like our busiest time, and we is our a great opportunity for us to see the families that get to that you know um do us the privilege of listening to our work and get to be in front of their faces and stuff so it's pretty awesome yeah family time is key it's really important and nice um it really is so i mean i i just have to ask are you uh building this chicago trip around lollapalooza which is incredible yeah it's super awesome i mean i love the midwest uh-huh. um alicia was born and raised in Indiana, and it's uh, it's not too far away from Chicago. So, uh-huh. and the food in Chicago is incredible. And so, yeah. So we're kind of we, we kind of planned this out when we were um, lucky enough to land that job. We decided yeah. that we would stick around here. You know, it's right. awesome. Yeah, totally. Okay, so we'll talk about Lollapalooza in a minute. But like, the focus is obviously on on, on you all and, and what you do. So, t- tell us a little bit of, of the backstory uh, of Lucky Diaz and the Family Jam Band. Like, how did we get here? Well, you know, it's um, it's pretty simple, actually. I mean, I think it's kind of a, like a lot of young dads kind of rediscover uh, it's a new chapter in your life. And when I became a father with um, our 13-year-old, um, I had, you know, I was a musician, um, but I didn't necessarily do, I didn't do children's music at all. And I would take 
um, Ella, our 13 year old now, she, um, you know, to people like they might be giants and Dan Zanes that were making incredible music at that time. Um, and, and I, and I really actually didn't think that much about it. And slowly and surely I was just kind of at bath time was kind of like the time we get to Ella and I would get to hang out, you know, I'd give her a bath and, you know, she yeah. would sit in there and we all, and anyone that has kids knows that they're in there for a while, you know, and they kind of play and, uh, and I would take my guitar and I would start singing songs, Beatles songs, Beach Boys songs, like just fun songs. And I wanted to kind of educate Elle about the songs that I, that are close to my heart. And by doing that too, I was like, well, let's make up songs, you know, because that's part of the human condition, right? Is to create things. And right. so I was like, yeah, let's make up a song about, I, and I would give her options. So like, let's pick a, a person, place or thing. What are that, what is that thing or person or animal are going to do? And let's craft a song around it. And so the first five songs on our first EP were built exact, were made just like that. Like and in, so then, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like that was it. Pure bathroom, bathtub time music. Like th that's like the great improvisational time, right? Like you don't even know that you're doing it sometimes. It just comes well, out. It just comes natural. It's very organic, I think. And, you know, I think it happened mostly because my knees are really bad. So I mm -hmm. couldn't <laughs> from old baseball days. So I couldn't uh -huh. really like knee, kneel down on the floor. And so I'm like, I'm going to sit here on the toilet with a guitar <laughs> and uh, jam out. Yeah, you know? that's uh, <laughs> that's an ama that's amazing. So um, you're you have your daughter. And, and so did you like spend time like how did you hone the craft essentially like did you just start writing songs and put out the EP and then sort of gradually turn it into more of like a out and about kind of touring musician? I mean, even just in like the area you lived in or what was, how did that sort of, how did that scope happen? Sure, that's a really great question. Well, I've been writing songs since I was, you know, since I picked up a guitar, like when I was around 11 or 12 when I just started. And I wasn't necessarily writing songs at first. I just kind of wanted to be like, Stevie Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix or something, you know, right. just playing guitar in my bedroom and listening to bands like Nirvana and Pearl Jam and Alice in Chains. I was like a very typical '90s, you, uh, you and me you both. Know, you and me both. I know, teenager. Oh, yeah. Dude, I've been on. I've been listening to like these '90 mixes on Apple Music and nerding out. I mean, like, yeah. I remember this song, yeah. you know. So like, totally. I, you know, I that was, you know, uh, obviously like listening to Rage Against the Machine <laughs> is uh, a lot different than writing a children's song, but totally. maybe not. I mean, I think like I was so really inspired by that as a child and so i started writing songs i went to music college and um and then but i never thought about writing songs for children that was just kind of a thing that happened when obviously when i had a child right. and i thought i mean we all know legendary uh children's songs like baby beluga or like puff the magic dragon or any of these are really great songs that we grew up as kids with and but i never really thought like somebody set out to write this for children and so when i wrote those songs um and put them on a recording alicia was actually like you should record those that'd be cool because i would play them at barbecues yeah. because i would play i would play them for ella's friends and ella would say hey dad you know annabelle really wants to hear that song that you, we had a she had a she has a friend they grew up together and at that time annabelle wanted to be a firefighter um and so i was like oh yeah well we should write a song called firefighter girl so i wrote it like you know this in the same kind of process that we'd write these other songs and we played it on a barbecue and she's like you should record it and put them on an ep or put, make something i'm like yeah that sounds like a great idea let's do that and so it's all kind of accidental i think like it just really did ac ha accidentally happened and then I, we made like maybe a hundred copies of that and they were distributed like you know, through friends and stuff. And then next thing I know, um, Mindy Thomas at Sirius XM had started playing the songs and people knew the songs and got an email. Like I had a really 
kind of a you know very basic website. It's like, oh, these are the songs. And somebody from Oklahoma had emailed saying, like, how would you like to come out to Oklahoma to play <laughs> your songs? And I was like, Whoa. Oklahoma? Yeah. Like, how does anybody in Oklahoma know about like these songs that I'm making? Yeah. And I just said, I didn't really know that they were getting played on Kids Place Live, and it was such a a real blessing and a treat. And, wow. I, and that's how it all really happened. And now, like, fast forward to, you know almost 10 years later yeah. and I'm like, wow, like, wow, this is, it's become something so incredible and it's afforded my family these amazing opportunities and I, I, I couldn't be more thankful about it, you yeah. know? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I love the sentiment and, you know, I don't want to get too cosmic and like, and like weird about it, but just like you put it out there and you were like just totally content and happy with it and like, I think like that piece, you know, P E A C E of you just having it out in the world, like to have it be discovered, like that's the right place, right time. And it's, it's a, a really nice thing and an important thing for people who are like trying to get their music out to, to like understand that, like you can only force it so much. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that a lot of people ask, I mean, throughout the years, people are like, how do you, how do you become successful at that? Or, yeah. you know, and I don't have an answer. All I know is that if you just make something cool, and I don't want to get all NorCal, like, you know, hippie <laughs> on you. But, like, I mean, it's like if you just make something cool and you think it's awesome, you know, like my really dear friend, Francis England, who's on our record, yeah. is so, so in touch with, like, the universe. He's just, like, so chilled out. But it's kind of like that vibe. Like, just do it. And it, I think that people, you know, good things have uh, gravity and people will be drawn to them if they come from a, de- a great place, you know, an honest place. And, you know, I... I don't know. I just think it's just do, just do you put it out there and just kind of, it's kind of like, I think Eddie Van Halen like said something like you have to care so much that you can't care. Like, Uh so if you, if you, you just kind of like care about it, you put a lot of care in it, but then you can't care so much about like what people are going to think. I mean, it's always stressful putting out art in the world, art in the world, because then one, I mean, I, I feel kind of vulnerable about it. I'm really introverted person. And I'm always like, I'm really private and I don't know, like, you know, I'm sensitive that way, but yeah, you kind of just can't care. It's kind of like, okay, cool. Like just put it out and, and just kind of let it happen and see what happens. And I think like, you know, uh, good ideas always, I feel like become to something and bad ideas generally die out on their own. You know? right. So like, right. um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any, all I know is that I'm super fortunate and I'm trying to just do like good things, you know, that's yep. it. Like yep. stuff that I think is cool. You know, I listened, I was like listening randomly my uh, iPhone cause I listened to so much music on that, you know, like yep. uh, randomly, like uh, one of our songs came on and I was like, Whoa, what is this? And I was like, Oh wait, this is one of our songs. <laughs> oh, that's like, the best. And I was like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And I'm like, it was pinata attack. I'm like, man, I, cause I couldn't really hear it. It was like, I'm hard of hearing. It was kind of inaudible in the other room. Uh-huh. I was like, whatever this is, this is pretty cool. And so then I was like, Oh man, I felt really stupid. But then I thought like, Oh, that's cool. Like, I still think it's cool. And if I, you know, listen to that song, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I did something cool, you know, honest. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I'm not saying it's, I, I'm trying to, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm the first person to say something that I do isn't that great, but I was like, oh, that's pretty cool, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's out, a, you that's know? yeah, that's a great feeling. I mean, because that, what that means to me is like, that points to the authenticity of it. And that puts to, points to like the fact that you're putting out something that, you know, is not just, you know, for a kid's audience, but it's something that like, A, it brings you joy and B, you're really happy with it. So right. like, if you hear it in the other room and you're like, oh my gosh, like this hits all the spots, I love this. And then you're like, 
oh, I did this. <laughs> like that's right. th- that means that like yeah. it's it completely true to you and who you are. That's great. Yeah, no, it's a real, it's a great feeling. And I, you know, again, I, I just think it's, I don't know, it's just fun. You yeah, know? totally. And fun is the key. So, so let's, um, you know, you talked a little bit about your influences. Um, and, you know, you and I have the same influences, you know, like that growing up in that time of like Pearl Jam blowing up and Nirvana and things like that. Oh, you're, but yeah. I, I hear a lot of different stuff in your music and especially on the new record. So is there any other influences that you, uh, that you have sort of taken in? Oh, there's so many. I mean, yeah. the thing is that I love music and I think, you know, Alicia sometimes makes fun of me because if we have a guest over at our house, that's like I know is really gonna love like country music. I literally have like this crazy country music playlist, right? Or if somebody comes over the house and they're like really into like you know jazz, I'm like at that. Like I'm oh, I just love music so much, and yeah. I think like it comes through. I think that's what's what's awesome about doing children's music is that you can do jazz, blues, swing, country, reggae, funk. You can like just mix it up, and no one's gonna you know Coldplay doesn't necessarily have that same kind of luxury right because right, if they make exactly. a record they'll be like what why is coldplay making a reggae song like this they could have a reggae influence or something that maybe end up sounding more like the police but in children's music people don't get hung up on that so much they care more about like maybe how how fun it is or how emotional it is or, right or how danceable it is and stuff and so yeah i mean i don't know like recently i've been like really into um uh nigerian pop rock music okay. you know yeah. So, yeah which is really funny there um there's like a number of um of bands that i'm like or artists in that genre like there's this guy Sinkane, who who's a young guy who's doing kind of like uh kind of like an o2 nigerian uh type uh work like nigerian rock music there's always kind of like i just you know there's just so much stuff i mean i yeah. really couldn't tell you but obviously like my wheelhouse is like growing up on listening to like you know the b-52s or you know the beatles or you know anything that's on fm on that was on am radio like as a kid but like these days there's so much great music right it's so hard to even keep up with how many great things there are i think that some sometimes i'll go on facebook and say the music business is terrible there's no great music being made and i'm like whoa man this person is not listening because there i mean i can listen just to mexican alternative rock for months, maybe even years, and still not even cover that whole yeah. spectrum of work. You know, I mean, I'm yeah. sure you feel that way when you listen to records. You're like, "Whoa, this is great!" Or like, yeah. I don't know. There's, there's just so much beautiful. That's the great thing about, I guess, the internet and like the new, uh, the in, the accessibility to to art is that you know, of course, I mean, I love new bands like you know, artists like Father John Misty or like I don't know. There's just so many. Right. right? There's just I don't know. So I tr- I think I try to pull from wherever. If I listen to something. I feel like it goes into a little bank in my mind of something that's like, you know, oh, that was a really good idea. Like for all, like when I was, when we did Adelante, it was all about M. Ward. And I'm sure you know who M. Ward I is. Do, but I yeah. was like, M, and I was like, M. Ward, man, M. Ward is like everything, man, M. Ward. Like, yeah. listen, like literally like every single hour, minute of the day, I'm like listening to all of his work. Yeah. And then I get it, I get it to our mixer and he's like, uh, listening to M. Ward lately? And I'm like... <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, sorry. I'm just stealing a bunch of ideas. Yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah. Like so, I, yeah. I'm always listening. Yeah, like I sit around and, and play guitar, and everything I play ends up sounding like the funeral by Band of Horses. I'm like, all right, 
Like, oh yeah, that's an amazing <laughs> song. Another, but like, dude, it's, another another great band. Yeah, that's another great band. Yeah, totally. you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh man, there's just so much out there. It's just like it's uh, it's it's just it's it's awesome. Yeah. You know, totally. So. So let's, uh, before we get to the new record, and I think a lot of these thematic things are going to come up again, but you guys won a Latin Grammy Award not too long right. ago, right? So what was that experience like for you guys? You know, it's it, it was like super cool and super odd, but I think like I mentioned earlier about just this whole work has afforded us so many cool experiences. I think that it's afforded us, uh, you know, so many that that was a huge experience to, to participate in and it was as a young latino like i was really inspired to see all the all the artists that i like i'm really like all the alternative you know yeah. uh latin american artists like in person like and see them and uh, like it was a pretty crazy experience and so yeah i i think it's been a real blessing i um you know uh yeah i don't know what else to say about it it's funny like I'm super grateful about it. And then I guess I forget, like, yeah. you know, like somebody will come to our house and they're like, uh, is that like a Grammy award on your shelf? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, oh yeah, that's, that's, yeah. uh, they're like, can I pick it up? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I guess. I mean, I forget it's even there. Uh -huh. Like I'm super grateful about it, but it doesn't really, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things where, um, it, it's it was a special moment in time and i think that i'll always be so grateful and it's one of those things i would imagine like i mean i never went to like medical school or became a doctor or anything but i imagine like you know when someone receives their doctor it's like oh forever they will be a doctor dr right. smith or something and i feel like forever you know i at least for until time you know in the time i'm here it's kind of like oh yeah latin grammy winner it's like yeah. oh cool like yeah. it, it you know i i think it definitely um it's an yeah it's a moment i think you yeah know? um it's like a, so. it's like i think your analogy of like the uh getting your doctoral you know your phd or getting your like md is like totally appropriate because it's like maybe not entirely what you work for you're not like writing songs to be like i want to sure. win a grammy but it's a right. it's a um you know the uh the idea that people accept and respect your work like that's great you know like i i, I totally get that so let's, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. No, go yeah, ahead. Definitely. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was just saying that that, that that definitely, that you nailed it right on that. You said it in like two sentences and I said <laughs> it like in a mumble of words. So, yeah, but so. I wouldn't have been able to say it if you hadn't paved the way for me. <laughs> we're just, we're just grooving. It's great. So, nice. um, okay. So bef again, like I keep saying, we're going to get to the new album, but one thing that I need to know is that you and your wife work together, right? Yes. You're yes. both in the family jam band. So 100%. if you had one piece of advice, right, for husband and wife teams that are going to work together, what would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's really loaded. And we, yeah. I can't say, I, I mean, I couldn't really give any advice because I'm not in a position to, but I would say that, um, I don't know, listening is key and I need to do a better job at that. You know, Alicia, like, will say things and... I think the one piece of advice I guess I would say, knowing from my mistakes, is to listen more. And I'm not, you know, I get so like in a tunnel about things or this like that when we start talking about ideas, because we'll get together and we'll start riffing ideas. And sometimes I don't listen enough and I should listen or, and, I'll, and you know, she'll say something and I'm like, yeah, 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 but this, right? And then what I came up with is, not a good idea and then like a few days later i'm like what about this and she's like i said that that's what i said oh. i'm like oh you're right yeah. i'm sorry that was a good idea and i messed up by not acknowledging that it was a good idea or yeah. by not giving it it's like space in the in the conversation right. so i you know i think my favorite time is being spent 
you know, with my family, with my wife, with my kids. And I, I, you know, it's not for everybody to work with your spouse. And definitely it's not always easy, you know, because anyone will tell you like, oh, it's a snap that I would think is not, not being truthful because sure, like just like you or anyone else has, you have work colleagues. I think the hardest thing is switching gears and being like, wait a second, are you my wife right now and best friend? Or wait, are you my business partner? And, right. or wait, right now, are you my creative partner? What are we, what? Are, and I think those lines get, blurry sometimes you know because like the baby will be like really needing to eat and alicia will have to take care of that only because she's, she's nursing her right and 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 i won't be like and i'll be like but right now we need to do this thing <laughs> and it needs to happen right now and yeah. she's like you need to get it together because i need to feed our child and i'm like oh right yeah because we are li living in that space so i think like you know in our house we try to like mark off areas in which are like i mean our whole our home is all 100 percent creative space but i think like there's parts of the house are just strictly for work, you know, yeah. like this is where we're going to work in this room. And yeah. if we're not in this room, you know, like Alicia wouldn't necessarily be their baby in that room or I wouldn't be, you know, helping Ella with something. I don't know, you know, yeah, so totally. I think, yeah, so, so, so listening. Like, probably yeah, you're, you're right. And that wasn't entirely a fair question. A better question would have been and you answered it, which is like, what's the best part about working with your wife? And and you said, you know, having the time as a family, being able to travel, like having the space in your home that you can like have as creative space and also as family space. So I, uh, I, 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 I should have taken that tack, but you got there on your own. No, no, no. I no. I think that I think that the question is fantastic. I think it's a really good, great question, especially for people, you know, toying with the idea or already you're already working with your spouse, right? Right. You're either working with your husband or wife and creating a home or raising your children or, you know, doing a number of the things that we all decide to do together as couples. But, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoy, you know, all of those, like the, the challenges, you know, are so small compared in comparison to like what we get, you know, the, you know, the, the dividends of, of doing right. it together. So yeah, I think nice. it's a very good question though. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> all right. So now it's time. The made in LA record comes out in uh, just a couple of weeks, right? Like August uh, 11th, I believe. Yeah, uh, uh, so t uh, the July 21st. It comes oh. out like a week and a half. Oh, okay, so yeah. a week and a half, even closer than I thought. Great. So, okay, so there's this is, this is a thematic record. There's a lot going on. So, in in a nutshell, what is the Made in LA record all about? Um, I would say it's it's our love letter to the city of Los Angeles with our friends. Right. So, I think that would be the bottom line. I mean, I thought... Um, you know, we've lived in Los Angeles a very long time, and um, I have a love, you know, being from Northern California, though, too, you're always kind of conditioned to think that SoCal isn't all that great. <laughs> so <laughs> you're kind of like, I don't know about this, right? But, yeah, um, yeah it, it's our love letter. It's basically our love letter to the city of L.A. It would be difficult, and it is hard to encapsulate such a huge subject in such a small little thing, but it's kind of like a bite size, I feel like, of... LA life and there's a lot of like little inside jokes about living in LA and and all the wonderful things that LA has to offer but I think at the end of the day it's about I feel that Los Angeles represents um the dream right like going yeah. there to to accomplish a dream whatever your dream is right whether that's the ocean or you know a lot of folks don't aren't around like the coast so they go to the coast it's like that i think the western expansion that manifest destiny has has existed since the beginning of our our you know um exploration out west and i think the idea of that california gold or going out west to achieve something or change your identity 
or or create your life has always uh, been something that I've been fascinated with, and I think that Los Angeles especially represents that dream, yeah. and so that's what this is about, you know? Yep, totally. I mean, it's amazing, right? Like the Mad Men, you, did you watch Mad Men? When, uh, oh, when, yeah, of when course, Don of Draper course. goes to LA, like the, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I, I living there for seven years, I felt like, I, I guess really similarly to how people in New York feel like if you can make it in LA, you, you can do it anywhere. Right. Like, that's right. Right. If you make it in Los Angeles or New York, I think that's kind of like, and you know, both Alicia and I came to Los Angeles with, with hopes and dreams and no money and no friends really. And you make it, you just kind of make yeah. it. And I think it's, and sometimes I don't believe, I really feel like in my heart, like that we've made it. And it's sometimes it's hard to be, even believe that in yeah. such a place of <laughs> millions of people. Right, you know, totally. Kind of like, millions oh, of millions. wow. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. So, okay. So you, you talked about your friends and there's a lot of your friends that are on this record. Um, I guess we'll, you know, so like people that I've talked to, like Andrew and Polly. And, right. Uh, and but I got to start with with Mr. Cookie Jar. I listened to Make Believe and oh man. Oh man is right. Like I in like the greatest way. Like I don't know creatively like how you put that all together, but it is so good. It, there's like I, moving yeah, parts and so good and he uh. he's just awesome and it's like just so clear the love that's coming through. So what's it like to work with with our our friend Mr. Cookie Jar? Oh, I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how incredible, what a genius that guy is, what uh, uh, inspirational person, what a great, kind, creative genius that person is. And I think that he is creating some of the most incredible children's work, and working with him was so amazing and fun and cool, and, you know, I, he literally came, like, I, you know, and I don't know what it is about L.A., but... I mean, I think the way that this track all came together was really organic. You know, we're like, hey, we should work on a song together. Yeah, what is it about? Well, I got this theme, like, L.A. record that I'm working on. That sounds cool. Come on over. I'll make tacos. We'll sit around. And, <laughs> and I literally made tacos because I was like, are you hungry? Like, I'm hungry. And Liz was like, I'm hungry. Baby's hungry. And I'm like, yeah. all right. And I had, we had people over. And I, like, make tacos all the time, which is, I mean, because it's cheap and easy. And so yeah. I literally was like, I'm going to make some tacos before we even start working because I feel like if we have our bellies full, we're going to, like, do something right yeah and in the interim he's like sitting at my dining room table while making tacos delicious they're sitting there with him they're like yeah what are we going to write about like you know we talked started talking about the same things that we were just discussing about like dreams and yeah. you know and we had this idea like we had all these ideas we're just kind of throwing them down on like on a piece of paper and i have a little waltzer piano yeah. in our living room and i would sit there i was saying like all right cool like maybe these chords are cool and cj would be like yeah how about do this and so we just were really collaborative and we sat down and we just kind of like Put together, put together the bones of the song, right? Yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, I've been like really toying with this like EDM idea lately, so I, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna work on that." Like, yeah. So he came up with like this incredible like groove, and then like we're like, "All right, cool." And then he's like, well, "I'm gonna rap here," and I'm like, "I'll do this there," <laughs> and like we all just kind of like threw it at it. And yeah. then I had this whole pot of like stuff. Like we got this whole pot of stuff together. And I thought, well, it'd be great. Like, let me send this to Dean Jones. And uh, Dean Jones, like, basically cooked up, like, the most incredible, like, coolest thing. I remember listening to it when he, when Dean was, like, had a rough draft. And I listened to it, and I was like, I just felt my heart, like, you know, when you, I don't know, it was just so incredible. Like, I was yeah. just kind of like, wow, this is children's music. I felt like it really redefined, like, I don't know, there's something about that song that speaks in such a profound way to me and it's really cj and his 
ability to communicate fun and loving ideas. And I think that all the people on this record, they all come up from a place of love and sincerity. And that really inspires me. And so when I when and you can hear it through, you know, you hear that they're so enthusiastically yeah. enthused about what they're doing, you know, like, yeah, that I am inspired by that. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, CJ did that. And, you know, kudos, yeah. kudos to Cookie Jar because he is great. Yeah. I mean, what's so cool about it, right, is like the way that you described it is not how I envisioned the collaboration at all. Like I envisioned, really? yeah, like I envisioned you coming to him and being like, here's the sort of the, the skeleton of the song. Like, what would you like to add? Or can you add like some verses? But the fact that it completely came together organically makes it even better in my mind. And the fact that like, you're so willing to share and, you know, and we'll, and, and you know, like we'll talk a bit more about the others on the record, but like, that the fact that that you know he he you accepted his ideas he's like toying around with EDM which might not necessarily be a, a lucky Diaz like kind of thing like I don't know no but not like, at all no right. right but like you put it together and you're you know where you're coming from and where he's coming from like it really and I think your idea of like redefining family music on that particular song is really accurate because yeah, you know you. yeah totally like I as like a music person I'm like this is different like this is like two things that I like smushed together and it works. So, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I thought like, I mean, I didn't know it was a thing, but I knew that like when he said like EDM, like, I'm like, I don't know, but yeah, man, let's, let's work that out. <laughs> I mean, I think it's cool. I mean, I like EDM music. I mean, so I don't think I could put together an EDM track by myself, but like, right. okay, cool. And I didn't because that's not what I do, but I think I was able to kind of like, I mean, I think you can probably hear, you can probably hear all of us distinctively and then we come together like on that. So like yeah. you can hear where I would come up with like a melody that's clearly like something that pulls from the things that I love, like the Beatles or, you know, that kind yeah, of work. Totally. And then and you can hear when he comes in you're, and he like comes in like a fireball, that dude. Yeah, he like, does. Right. Oh, man. And like his opening line, you know, we come from a, a city called L.A. I was like, this is it. Like, this is the opening. Like, you always look for like when you open a novel. Right. And yep. you and you hear like you read like a very distinctive like you know it was the the best of times it was the worst of times it was some like the opening line is so important and when he came up with that i was like that's it that's yeah. the, that's the first that's the first thing anyone needs to hear yeah when they listen to this album when they put this thing in they need to hear that one that that thing and they're like because it, it encapsulates what the whole thing is about and he's able to do that like in 12 words yeah. and i'm like it's great. Wow. Yeah, like, it's I'm great. like, dude, I'm like, I'm not worthy, man. You're, you're a genius. And he's like, yeah, whatever, man. I'm like, no, dude, that, <laughs> well, no, it's, that guy's great. Well, like what's clear. And I mean, another thing, in the, but like, what's clear is having talked to him and having talked to you, like, you're just like two of the nicest guys. And you, no. and you just <laughs> want to, and you like want to make like, like beautiful art and like, yes, it's for kids, but like, it's just so nice and like the idea of collaboration like I could just I mean I'm just so thrilled for for both of you with that particular song so um the others on the record are Andrew and Polly right right and Todd McHatton's also on it um, right and so these are all friends that you have from LA like these are all like fairly well known like kids musicians or, or family musicians I should say and like right. I don't imagine it was hard getting them to all come together and work with you on this and then so how is Frances England involved is she singing on things is she co-writing is she producing like how did that come to be you know she so I just love I I love Frances Frances and I are like 
like just really great friends and uh, we stay with her when we're in San Francisco for, for shows like uh, John and the kids or her family are, are close friends and so I had written something with Francis I, I think ever since I heard Francis England I was like oh man I gotta write a song with this gal like I like she's incredible and so like I need to do it and so I think finally after like maybe seven years of knowing her I was like uh I, uh, I got like a song idea maybe we could work on a song together you know yeah. she's like yeah sure let's do it and I'm like all right cool and so we did something last year about being a new kid in school and so like this uh, so this time around uh I was having a conversation with Francis and and she and she had gone to LA for to work on some songs and stuff and um and she was going on and on about how much she loves Los Angeles. And I was like, you know, Fran, like I'm working on this thing. Could you like, you know, participate? And I'm like, I got this song idea about Echo Park, which is a park in Silver Lake yeah. or Echo yeah. Park in Los Angeles. And I'm like, hey, like, I think that we, it would be really awesome if you could sing on it or check it out and see if you can write um, a bit of it. And so, yeah, basically I came up with like, you know, kind of like we, we work together in that way, like you know, I'll come up with some bones or she'll come up with some bones and we'll throw them back. But this time I came up with just some basic bones and I sent it to her and she's like, Oh yeah, I think this is like, I, yeah, this is cool. And so that we just kind of kicked it back and forth. And then, you know, she wrote some things and sang a bunch and, uh, and she'd worked with Dean Jones. She, Dean had produced her album last year or the year before. And, um, and I was just so blown away by what that was that, like, when I heard that, I, I knew I was like, I got to work with Dean and I got to work with Francis again. Like, yeah. this is really important. And so she was generous enough, like all the other artists to be generous enough to lend their talents, you know, and speak yeah. their voice, too. Because when you hear them, they sound like them. They sound. it's right. uh, Yeah. You mean, yeah. Andrew and Polly sound like Andrew and Polly. Exactly. Like, totally. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you mentioned Echo Park. And you mentioned Silver Lake. Now, these are really, you know, knowing L.A., I know that these are, like, really specific parts of Los Angeles. So is that, like, your home base area? Right. So Los Feliz has been our home for, I guess, around 10 or 11 years, uh -huh. I guess. Uh -huh. So, um, you know, that's the part of town that we had that, you know, Alicia and I didn't, we didn't meet that part of town, but we came together as a family there and it just was you know it's a place where a lot of my friends are and yeah so that's our part of los angeles i think if you live in la you know people are i mean it's kind of like the boroughs of new york people are like i'm all about brooklyn i'm all about right. the upper west side no i'm on the lower east side right. i think like in la it's either like you're on the eastern side or you're on the west side and there's all these great places that are scattered around um but um but yeah so I can't remember where I was going with that, but that's... Uh... <laughs> well, no, I think that, like, you know, the idea of the boroughs, like, I'm all about Brooklyn. Like, people who are, like, L.A. or, like, Los Feliz, Echo Park, Silver Lake, like, that's where you got to be. Right, exactly. And some people are like, the west side's the right side. And, I mean, hey, if the west side speaks to you, cool. I, yeah. I'm not a beach person, per se, but, uh -huh. um, which is ironic because in the sense that, like, Andrew and Polly live, like, a block from the beach uh -huh. and are super, I don't, I wouldn't say they're beachy people, but like, uh, I had to travel to the West side often, I guess it's <laughs> yeah. work. So yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Nice. Cool. So, I mean, there, there's a lot, go, there's a, like a lot of other songs, you know, there's the, um, Palatero man, the ice cream guy. And um, right. one thing I was like, just so like, t I guess tickled. I can't, I've never said I was tickled by anything before. <laughs> so let it be, let it be known that I'm like moderately embarrassed that I just said that. But, uh, the um, the, the the when it rained song, 
Like that's right. so cool. Like starts off as a you know, uh, I guess a grandpa telling a story. Like I don't want to give it away, right? Like no spoilers, but like that really captures like this really unique moment in. Cal- I mean, I'm gonna say like California time. Like there was no rain, there was drought, there was full, full, full drought all over the place. Right. And then, right. So like to to put that onto the song, like that's a true LA modern day experience. Right. No, I mean, I think at the time where Mike Furman and Alicia and I got together to do that, it was like this torrential downpour of like weeks of rain that just kept pummeling SoCal and Los Angeles and people were flipping out. I mean, people, people flip out if it sprinkles, you know, like right. they're kind of like, oh, my God, Armageddon. Right. Like, you know, no, nobody wants to go anywhere. But then um, we were, again, kicking ideas around about like. I've been a fan of like Mike Furman for a long time. Like yeah. He's an incredibly clever, witty, funny, talented guy. And I was talking to Andrew and Polly and they're like, and they knew Mike pretty well. And they're like, Hey, you should like get Mike Furman in like on the notes. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I called him up and then we we're just kind of going back and forth on the phone. He's like, so uh, he's like, yeah, I'm totally down. He's like, what are we going to write a song about? I'm like, I don't know. He's like, and then we're like, well, maybe. And it literally was just pouring, just rain. I'm like, well, we can talk about how it never rains in Los Angeles. <laughs> He's like, and he's like, yeah, that's great. And um, he's like, yeah, I'll run with that. Let's cool. And like, let's get together. So we had, we ended up, you know, again, you know, he came over to the house. I don't think we had tacos, but we definitely like, <laughs> we're, I think we're definitely like sitting in, in like, uh, it was raining still, but then we were able, and there's already great songs about, you know, rain in Los Angeles, but like it was, and and to, to be completely um, transparent and straightforward, like that, that whole setup is all Mike because we came up with a song together and then he's like, all right, well, let me take it home and like kind of see what I can do with it. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. And, you know, send it back and forth and stuff. But he had sent the first draft of that with like, he had recorded his son Milo doing, <laughs> I was like, when I heard that, I'm, I was just like, punch me in the face that's so good like she's <laughs> louise and i asked him like how did you get that grandpa sound and he's like well uh, they just pulled some wisdom teeth and then now it's real easy for me to get the grandpa voice and i'm like <laughs> oh man uh, you're just a remarkable dude yeah. but i and then but in, to encapsulate that idea in that way again that was so much fun for me like as a a fan of these people yeah. to, to, to work with it when I, when they would send an idea back, it would be like a Christmas gift. Like, yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Whoa. They, like I would have never thought of that. Whoa. That is yeah. super, super good. And I would have never thought of that. And so when I heard that, I was like, stop, man, that dude, he's, <laughs> he's out of control. You yeah. know? That's great. I mean, yeah, the, the, the whole collaborative idea, the thematic made in LA, like it all comes together really nicely. And, People are gonna love this record. So, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. So, um, before we before we wrap, we've been talking about tacos. Now, do yes. you have a favorite taco place in LA? Um, yeah, I well, it would be my house to be uh-huh. honest. To be honest. Okay, okay. There's so many great tacos. I mean, there's a uh, Gusados, which is like a really popular taco place. I mean, I'm trying to think. There's this taco truck. Um, which I never really good with the names that are like on, on streets, but there's one on Santa Monica and I think, is it Santa Monica and, uh, Vermont? I can't remember which, what's the cross street, but that has the most insane tacos. Uh Los Angeles has incredible tacos. I mean, you can't, you can, even a bad taco in LA is like the best taco you're ever going to (laughs) have anywhere else. So I can't, I I don't know. I've been. 
But, well, that's the point. We were talking about Chicago earlier, right? Currently, my favorite taco places in Chicago is this place called Antique Taco. I don't oh, know wow. if you've ever been to it. No. But it's uh, – and I thought, like, Chicago, there's loads of Mexicans there. But, man, it's, like, crazy good tacos. I mean, tacos. I mean, there's so many different – I mean, you could write a whole album about tacos. You I mean, could. there's, like, Texas tacos, Tex-Mex tacos, like, Mexico City tacos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just tacos. I mean – Tacos everywhere. Yeah, it's super cool that like something so simple is yeah. yet could be so complex, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. but have yeah, you, there's so many taco places. Yeah. What was your favorite taco place well, in LA? Do you my, have one? My favorite taco place in LA, in LA was a place called Sky's Tacos, which is on Pico. I think it's like Pico between Fairfax and La Brea, I believe. It's, it's oh, really, is that like near like Little Ethiopia? Like, yeah, kind of totally. Yes, it's near Roscoe's, near Little Ethiopia. It is like that. I miss like those tacos were, were dream worthy tacos. So for everyone who's listening and wants to like let Lucky and I know about your favorite tacos, like we need this information, right? Like, oh yeah. Tell me. It, yeah. You know what? There's a good taco place. I think they, um, uh, it's called home state and that's in Los Feliz. That's a, that's a favorite of mine. Uh-huh. They're, they're doing a whole like Texas taco though. So they oh, do okay. like the breakfast, the breakfast taco is a big thing there uh-huh. and migas and all that stuff. And they do a great job. Home yeah. state is super good. So if you're in LA, I think I would check that place out. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I think that place is pretty good. I mean, you know, so sub subset of uh, this particular chat is definitely like the importance of tacos and man, well, we can have whole conversations about yeah. tacos. I mean, if you ever want to call me just to talk about tacos, <laughs> Please, I will call oh, me I up. Will. I, mean, I will call nice. a brother up. I'll be. Yeah. I'll be. We can talk about tacos and Nirvana. Yeah, or oh, like, so great. Yeah. So well, I, so I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to drop tacos quite yet. So like, when you go somewhere, like, what is your measuring stick? Like, what taco do you order to be like? This is what makes a good taco place. Dude, that's a good question. I and I do have one. It's uh-huh. always. Uh, it's always either a carnitas taco. Uh-huh. Um, I, it's probably the carnitas taco, so if they, or a pork equivalent of that, right? right. So like any kind of pork taco, because uh-huh. I feel like pork is like beef is beef is the challenge. Ch- beef and chicken are challenging. Chicken dries out quick, and beef is difficult to season, or, or if it's not prepared properly, it could be like a little tough, right? So, but yeah. like pork is very forgiving. So I feel like I'm if I can at least start there, that kind of gives everybody a running start yeah. about like it's hard to mess that up. Like, okay, well, let's see. And yeah, I always kind of order the same thing. I'm like, I don't know. I guess I hadn't realized that, but I do yeah. order that same kind of taco everywhere. I mean, yeah. But, um, totally. but yeah, what's yours? Is your, do you go for the, uh, I do, I the, do, uh, I do exactly what you do. I go carnitas and El Pastor. Those oh, are yeah, the two. Al Pastor, those, yeah. They, yeah. yeah. All those, those are the two. Cause again, those are like, they kind of like, that's the, that's the bread and butter of the yeah. taco. It's game, so, right? like, it's so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I wish I had some tacos. I, yeah, totally. to find some. Um, so, oh. so lucky, how can we, I mean, tacos, I, I don't know. I, I, I got, I got, can't get it out of my head, but how do we find you and follow you? Like all like website, social media, etc. Cool. Our website is uh, lucky D is music, all one word.com. And we're on Instagram as Lucky Diaz Fam F A M, and uh-huh. on Facebook and stuff. This is Lucky Diaz Family and the Family Jam Band, I guess. So, yeah, yeah Twitter Lucky Lucky underscore Diaz. Um, there's like a million Lucky Diazes, by the way. I used to think there like there wasn't that many, but uh-huh. there's like a there's like a hundred Lucky Diazes. So oh, if you Google wow. that, you'll come up with like a million. <laughs> nice. So Lucky, thank you so much for your time, man. I totally appreciate it. Best of luck with the release of the record. Um, I can't wait to do it again sometime, whenever you want. Open invite. Thanks, dude. I mean, seriously, likewise. So, like, 
don't know. If you ever have a taco special, <laughs> call me up. No so doubt. Like, you know, You're my first I mean, call. I'll be, all over, I'll, I'll be all over that, like, you know, like green onions and cilantro <laughs> on granitas, you know? Oh, beautiful. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. All right, man. All right, <laughs> have a great rest of your vacation. Great meeting you. Great talking to you. Thanks, man. Likewise. All right. Bye. Later. Bye. So that's a wrap. Me and Lucky Diaz. He's genuine. He's nice. Had a great, great time talking to him. I think you could, you could tell by listening to that one that it was really, really, uh, really fun. Really fun. www.goodstuffpod.com for all your good stuff needs, and uh, you know, at Good Stuff Pod on all the uh, social medias that I understand, like Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Not Snapchat, because I do not understand. And now, here is Magic Believers by Lucky Diaz. Talk to you soon. I got a voice in my heart. For some it's not much, but for me it's my start. And I will dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. We from a city by the sea called L.A. Where people live to share their dreams on the center stage. It's a place for movie stars, bright lights, freeways, and cars. Dancing with the constellations, that's entertainment. Throughout the city, there's a vivid synergy between the artists and the architects who build new possibilities. Now here we are, wishing upon our favorite stars. Clear eyes and wide open hearts, together we shine, arm in arm, singing. I got a voice in my heart. Some it's not much, but for me it's my start, and I will dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. Some say it's only a dream. We're not alone. No one needs a good stream. Dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. This be a song for the dreamers, for the magic believers, for the future leaders of the free world. Children, you be the healers, lifting us up in the perils of evil. No pressure, no pressure, no pressure. People like us stand behind you forever. If people say you don't got what it takes, you just brush it aside like whatever, whatever. Whatever, whatever. Like whatever, whatever. If people say you don't got what it takes, you just brush it aside. Cause you be divine, kid. You be one of a kind, kid. You a superstar, you and I get stars in the super duper lives. We alive and where we unite is sublime. There's a place by the sea They're dreaming, looking out your lonely little window, caught up in some beautiful feeling. The radio is playing, it's your favorite on the station. Outside it's just so plain Jane, in your heart is pure elation. Double dimple happiness, you such a fan of this. You just got to jam with this. You wonder if you could even handle this. Wow, you feel so lifted. Wow, it's like a gift. This music inside you when you can't contain it, you just say this. I got a voice in my heart. Some it's not much. Me, it's my start, and I will dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. Some say it's only a dream. We're not alone. No one else is a bit strong. Dream it out loud. Dream it out loud. 
Stuff.